it started out as you know okay we win and then and then they threw this huge budget in there and then i beat them the first day at the first race in atlanta when when their cfo and everybody from the office was there and i just shocked them and then that shit got real and uh so then <laughs> there it kind of escalated and then you know kyle we're just different personalities we're different people i got a lot of respect for him but he just he motivates the hell out of me because i want to go beat him i want to crush him episode 108 tank slapping podcast a little pre-cedar lake edition with the man, the myth, the legend, Rob McClendon. What's up, dude? Legend in my own freaking mind. But yeah, man, I'm having a good morning. Well, actually, no, I'm not having a good morning. I'm pissed off at Zoom, but we'll talk about that later. But otherwise, I'm good. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, technology kind, kind of a kick in the dick these days, but we got her dialed in. We're, we're rolling here. We have solid guests on the pod. We've We've wanted to get them on for a hot minute now, and just coming off a Pretty championship, excited. man, a bagger title. We got Tyler O'Hara coming on later in the show here. About eh, seven or eight minutes, we'll bring him on. But yeah, man, I'm stoked to talk to Tyler. He's he's a really uh, well-rounded motorcycle racer. He's ridden a lot of stuff. He's won a lot of races on different equipment, and it'll be good to get some insight. Yeah, just jack jack of all trades and and master at most of them. He does too, man. I mean, he's got he's been winning for a while, man. He's uh he's pretty uh pretty diversified in his racing portfolio is what we'll say yeah yeah it'll be good it'll be good i, I want to get some more insight on these baggers i've been a bagger guy before bagger racing was cool i was like into bagger racing so i'm an early pioneer fan i guess of bagger racing so yeah we'll get we'll get him on we'll chat about his career and a bunch of stuff i got a lot of good stuff actually i want to chat with him about but rob what uh what can we talk about to get on the to get us started uh i have one little segment here i want to ask you about and then we'll shout out the sponsors and we'll get tyler on but obviously for any motorcycle racing fan it's motocross of nations weekend i'm super excited for for it um redbud it's actually on the way home from cedar lake it's probably 20 minutes off the exit so uh, i might just convince am and 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 cruz <laughs> Do a little pit stop at uh motocross of nations but yeah thoughts rob are, are you stoked or are you a do you follow I, much or no i'm pretty pretty stoked man i always like to see it especially when it's in our own backyard but uh, i wish i could make it but i think there's quite a few uh of the aft guys that are gonna scoot on over there and uh and check it out so i think it's gonna be a good time and uh of course we're gonna be pulling for our our home boys at least i am i know you're you're rooting for belgium or something aren't you aren't you belgian Corey? I don't know. I mean, I'm full blown stars and stripes, bald eagle, man. But I, I don't know what my like heritage is. I, I don't know what the hell I am, dude. I'm like bald eagle. I think I'm like Pennsylvania Dutch or something. I don't know what the fuck I am. Amish. But, Are you, is there yeah. an Amish team showing up? Ooh. Well, that brings me to my question. I wanted to ask you flat track. We did a flat track this nations. Who would you pick for team USA? Well, how does it, is it going to be worked like, like small, like three the different classes? The questions come in. Yeah. I don't know. I was talking, was I talking about this with you? I was chatting about it with somebody like, oh, was it? I think wasn't it was me, Bronson. I, mean, I think it was Bronson. Like what would the track be? What would the bikes be? Cause 
for Team USA, I mean, if you're going if you're going on four fifties, your team's probably a little bit more different than it would be on twins. You know, obviously, are we going on a cushion mile? Are we going to an indoor concrete short track? It's no, what? it'd have to be like a it had to be like a small TT style because uh, because a couple reasons nobody from overseas is going to hold a fucking candle on a mile. Like then don't take this wrong. You know, Max and Oliver was fast when he was here too. So not like that, but you just can't have like three dudes. You know what I mean? Like that's why Rossi's ranch is so badass because it's like, everybody's on TTs. It's still kind of flat track, but your rights and your left, but there's, there's no way we would, if it was a mile, we would just demolish everyone. I mean, and not only that, but you know, even team Australia, they're all on 450. So what are you gonna do? Hire Mick Kirkness to come back and ride a twin. And then, you know, we already saw Troy Bayless thought he was gonna come over and do something. And, and he learned real quick that no matter how fast he went on a superbike, it ain't nothing to like the mile on the draft. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, so, I don't, so, I don't know. Right. so if we're doing a TT, I, I would agree. I think like a little short track or a TT, I don't know, man, it kind of takes away from flat track. You know, if we're going to showcase does. it on a destinations, we should probably do at least a short track. So if we're doing a short track on four fifties, uh, who would you pick? Who would be your three guys that you'd pick? For, um, and, and granted we would give these guys, I mean, you, they would know a month or two ahead of time. They'd have time to prep. Like a lot of these guys haven't sure. ridden four fifties much like twins guys don't ride four fifties all the time, but. You know, I, I mean, my, my, if, so if we're going just on 450s, just, so, but obviously, you know, Briar or Jared, they're also on 450s, right? Not Indians. Like everybody's on a 450? Yeah, 450s. Who are we going oh, with? Oh, so I got three guys, dude. I'm going with probably, man, it'd be tough, man. I'm just trying to think on who all is one short tracks. Uh, I mean, I'm going to pick Dalton no matter what, because, you know, he's a killer on a short track. Like he's won at the throwdown. He's won Springfield short track. Like he's won every kind of short track you can think of. And he's just a gangster on a short track. So clearly Dalton's my guy there. But same thing with Mies, though. You think, oh, he can't ride a 450. And he comes to his throwdown and paddles everybody's ass on a 450 in another class. So I'd have to put Dalton, Mies, and, and God, it'd be tough. It'd have to be probably Briar because he's disgusting on a 450 also. But um, I got my team. There's so many potentials that are so good. Like, I, I mean, obviously Dallas is good. JD is amazing on a short track. Um, Who's who's your three? Because I'm gonna go with I'm gonna get Dalton, Mees, and Briar. Yeah, I'm going Briar. Um, you can't I can written... pick Briar, you fuck. Well, I can pick the same people, bro. It's it's all no, good. you fucking can't, dude. That's not how this works. You got to pick somebody new. Get a new team. All right, pick some, Sorry, so my, a signing my, my team versus your team. That's fine. I'll take JD. I'll take Cody Cobb, okay. and I'll take Dallas. Good. All right, I'll make Cody and Dallas cry, and then Nick will, Nick and <laughs> Joe Cobb will come beat me up. <laughs> And who is your third? Uh, I'll take JD. I'll take JD. JD. Oh my gosh, I'll chop his hair off. Yeah, that's. I mean, do. and would it would hey. it be an would it be an easy win for USA? Like, I'm I'm just thinking. Oh yeah, for Australia sure. wouldn't for be sure. bad if you had Max, Kirkness, and you know, there's no. obviously Tom Drain's pretty. He's pretty. No, pretty I'd quick. go. Australia would have Max Kirkness and probably Jared Brooke. I would think. I don't know, man. There's some wild card guys over there that Max talks about who he says they win. Like Max doesn't always win over there. Like he gets beat. So I don't know. Yeah, I but mean, remember, they're he's got to adapt to different tires and stuff too. They don't run the same tires that we do. And not saying they can't adapt. Look at what little dude did at Springfield in in Lima. Clearly, they can adapt. But I yeah. don't think that 
I think even Max would admit that we would paddle their ass. Not to say they wouldn't compete and do well, but yeah, it would yeah, just be yeah. it would be it would be disgusting. And then my team would just just pound yours into the ground too. Like you'd be the B team, Corey. Like you'd be the coach of the B team. You do sure. have some um, some veteran steez on your if you're picking Meese and Briar, they're you know they obviously have veteran capabilities. I could just go crazy. I could pick uh, I could go Tyler Scott, Trevor Bruner, and Trent Lowe, and just. <laughs> Shake up the whole, shake it all up. Uh, well, so you can't pick Trevor because he's one of Robbie's kids, OG Robbie's kids, and I would just tell you him, like, should, hey, Trevor, you should have picked calm it, it down, man. bro. Calm it down. Calm it yeah. down. No, I, he's on my reserve team. Nah, I, no, I, I that's the thing. Like, cool, I feel yeah. bad because I, I didn't even think about Trevor because he's disgusting on a short track too. So it's a funny story real quick, and then I know we got to get Tyler on. But uh, first weekend I ever met Trevor, he was wearing this uh, – like he had this like Hawaiian jersey thing that like it wasn't a jersey it was like an overshirt like or like a tank top thing does that make sense kind of like I don't know how it I don't was know why but it was like wearing a, it it was a moto gear it was like a moto gear tank top it was like floral or something anyway we're at PDT and I think Trent was there there's a bunch of kids there and we're like watching Trevor like damn this kid got talent but dude it was no throttle to a hundred percent every time there was no modulation there was no rolling it on and the track was good then it was shitty but anyway he was the first guy on a 450 i think that cartwheeled through the tire wall at pdt upside down and me and ronnie and some other guys i think dalton was there we run out there oh my god trevor's so hurt and he just like redheaded ass gets up like smiling laughing and oh yeah i've seen that kid crash too. really hard and kind of like a sammy halbert just like i'm good it's like damn <laughs> But first cartwheel I've seen in the PDT, PDT tire wall was uh, Lady Lassen on the TTR, too. Just, oh, you were there when she went yeah, broke her arm? Yeah, she didn't even lift. Yeah. Oh, wait. No, I don't remember she, breaking her she, arm, but. Well, maybe she wrecked again. She she wrecked at PDT on the back straightaway into the wall and, like, cartwheeled it. And then I think it's either her wrist or her arm. We'll have to ask her. At, at She's kind of sneaky Lake, fast. But, uh, we, should, we should get her on. She's pretty she sneaky is. quick bro, oh, on a bike. She's pretty I've fast. already told her. Dude, I told her if she went in the build train race program, she would top three, I think, immediately. Um, she We're has talking really good Kristen form, but... Lassen. She's the uh, she does social media for American Flat Track. Really good photographer. Um, Lady Lassen. Lady Ooh. Lassen on uh, Instagram. We call her Lady Lassen, but yeah. But she uh, she's got. I think she trained with Johnny Lewis a little bit. Maybe not trained, but like she, she learned from Johnny. Like took his schools, and and you can tell that she's got you know she she's not scared man she yeah she used to battle it out um with the, we had a bunch of girls we need to get some girls back out to the track but we had a big group of girls at one time and once they saw her like eat shit and like, break her arm of course she wasn't complaining about it i think she drove herself to the hospital too but um, oh, yeah she's gnarly yeah we'll have yeah. to get her on the anyway, pod that'd be good a good time. pod uh real fit real quick guys i want to make sure we shout out these sponsors and we'll bring tyler on they keep us going they keep us keep us dialed in here on the pod mission foods Really excited to have their support. They're helping out so many different people in the industry. They're big supporters of uh, Indian Motorcycle and the Bagger team with uh, Tyler Harris. So, yeah, if you can support their products, go online, buy them. If you don't have them at your local store, just keep uh, Mission Foods in your, uh, what is it, pantry? I don't know how what people call it, your, your snack closet. Keep it keep it dialed in with Mission Foods. Bell Power Sports, check out bellhelmets.com to view their full line of products. I wear the Race Star Flex. Me swears Bell. Briar wears Bell. Uh, I don't know all the guys that wear Bell. I think Tyler Hare is a Bell guy. I wear a Bell. But Rob I'm a Bell guy. Bell, Robbie Bobby. So a lot of Bell guys out there. It's the, the tide is slowly shifting from the other brands to Bell. Um, 
And there's good reason. Make sure you go online, do your research. Bell has excellent safety ratings. Across the board, their, their quality and safety is unmatched. If you start tank slapping, you want to be protected by Bell. Yamaha Motorsports and Yamaha Racing. The new 23 Yamaha 450, Rob. I just I got one on order. It's It looks badass. I don't know if Tomac's riding a 23 this weekend at the Motocross of Nations, but Yamaha's crushing it, obviously, across the board. Winning championships everywhere. And, uh, yeah, check out their website, yamahamotorsports.com. Motorcycle, ATV, side-by-side. Snowmobile and power products. Indy Motorcycle, big bagger championship for those guys. Really excited for Gary Gray and the whole team, Dean, everyone that does that program in Indy Motorcycle, snagging that bagger championship. Really cool to see. Since 1901, Indy Motorcycle has been the choice of riders who make their own rules. Go find a local dealership, test ride a bike, buy some gear. Let's get more of these uh, Indian motorcycles on the road. Love to see it. Moto America, Barber, this weekend. Damn, we got a lot of shit going on this weekend. Dude, Barber's so weekend. much. September so much. 23rd and 24th. If you can't be there, you should be there. Barber's sick from what I hear. I've never, I've, obviously, that's your home track. You probably have multiple track records there. Um, if you can't be there, I don't have any track records there. Well, whatever. You want to <laughs> race there. I figured you have track records everywhere, but Moto America Live Plus, mind. if you can't be there, if you're going, check out the museum. I need to get over there, man. I've never, I've never been there. I heard it's, heard it's badass. But yeah, Moto America is a barber. Petrucci versus Gagne. We'll talk about that. Touch upon it here a little bit later in the show. Actually, that's a good question for uh, O'Hara as well. So we'll get that. Uh, actually, I'm just quick. Make a quick note before I forget. I spelled both their names wrong. We're good. Uh, Dunlop Motorcycle Tires. Check out their website, DunlopMotorcycleTires.com. 19-inch and 17-inch flat track tires, off-road, street. They just donated like 28 tires to my Escape the Berg flat track race on October 22nd, Lawrenceburg, Indiana. Really appreciate everything they're doing with the podcast. Brew Systems of Dallas, Texas, Jerry Stinchfield. Shout out to Jerry. Appreciate his support for the sport and Manscaped. Do you want to drop three-tenths of a second on your lap times? All around the world, state-of-the-art swimmer and cyclists are shaved down like a baby seal. It's time motorcycle racers do the same. To cut through the wind like no other, you should be as smooth as a stick of butter. To do this, you need Manscaped in your life. Manscaped is AMA and FIM approved as of right now. The lawnmower is waterproof, has a 7,000 RPM quiet stroke motor, and is designed to prevent, prevent nicks and tugs. 20% 20% off. Did you say quiet stroke? Yeah, quiet stroke motor, 7,000 RPMs. Super interesting. Uh, super impressive. How many RPMs do you turn on your Yamaha? Uh, well, 7,000. Some days I feel like we're at 80,000 RPMs. Wait, what I'm doing. hold on. Manscaped needs to hear this, though. I don't know if you noticed this or not, Corey, if you watched my video. And Manscaped is going to give us another $10,000 for this story right now. So we had a party at Katie's house. I don't know if you saw that or not. Actually, I ruined my phone, but, um, so anybody has a bouncy castle with the slide, we got the KD got the tallest one possible and I'm, I manscaped prior, um, chest and everything. Hauling ass down there. Oh my God, dude, I picked up four and a half mile an hour on the top end down this slide. And then I went one step further. And if you watch the second video, I lubed myself up. We had some baby oil wash. And when I say Manscaped picked me up another six mile an hour, as smooth as I was, the only issue was the second time I went down, I was videoing with my beverage in my hand. And, uh, you know, long story short, my phone. Can we uh, have a lubed up Robbie Bobby 
and beer all over the kids inflatable slide. I feel bad for all the kids that had to go down after that, but the, the code, the code guys, this is, this is big 20% off free shipping worldwide. The code is tank slot 20. So make sure you use that code. Let's get into it, man. Tyler Hare on the pod. How are you, man? Uh, thanks for taking the time to come on. It's, it's been a minute that uh, we've been talking about it and coming off a, a big championship, finally getting you on the pod. How are you? Hey, good morning, boys. Yeah, I'm doing well. Doing well. How are you guys today? Thanks for having me. I appreciate it. Yeah, I'm good. Robbie, Robbie's good. I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm great now that I got my uh, phone to work properly. And uh, I'm stoked on this one, Corey, because it's not all the time we have some dude on here or chick or woman, whatever you want to call it, but uh, that can probably win on just about any type of motorcycle on the right day. Um, Cause let's be honest, like as badass as me's and Briar and Dalton and any of the other guys are Dallas. Well, actually, you know what? Dallas would be, and JD would be on that list too, but to go from a, you know, he could ride dirt track or go win on a full set of slicks. He's one on a bagger. He's one on a, um, the, uh, the XR 1200s. I mean, shit. What, what does he not race? Does he do moto? I don't know. I ride some moto, but I try to stay away from it. When I was 16, I, I decided to, to go, dirt tracking and supermoto and ttn and road racing so that was kind of the the, the path that I was took. the other one i was thinking of yeah that was the other one i was thinking of. i was like man i know i've seen him in some other genre and i completely just completely zoned out on supermoto stuff too so um damn dude so of all that stuff i mean is there one thing like if if, if all the money was the same amount in every series and you had your choice of and he was like hey here's a bagger or here's an ftr you know 750 or here's a full ride supermoto and you're getting paid in all of them. Is there a, is there a preference for you or is it just whatever you want to do? Oh man, that's a tough question. Lining up those Indians like that. Um, I probably, I mean, supermoto is the funnest for me personally. Um, you get all genres, you get every kind of surface and technique. And I, I think it's just the ultimate rider, but I'm having fun. I'm enjoying this king of the baggers it kind of brings out everything that i've learned riding every discipline to it's just full focus from the first lap and there's nothing like it it's unique and as fast as we're going now i think it's just it's it's super fun yeah people court well you're good man i wanted to circle back actually you got you mentioned supermoto and how crazy of a discipline was that like just to how big it got in a short amount of time frame and now it's like it's it's gone like there's no supermoto um tyler you you obviously were racing supermoto in its heyday i guess is a good term where why isn't it a thing anymore and will it ever make a comeback you there drop the phone there you go Can you hear well me now? you're good Yep, there we go. <laughs> did he hear all your questions? Did you hear uh, all that? Did, though, did you hear that question? Um, you guys are kind of. Oh, his phone. Yeah, I think your phone's cutting out, dude. Do you have, uh, if you're on Wi-Fi, take it off Wi-Fi. If you have good service, sometimes the Wi-Fi sucks a little bit. Well, we're having technical difficulties. Well, we'll, uh, anyway, we'll talk what, for a minute and then he'll. he'll what, what do you think, dude? Why, why is. Uh, why isn't Supermoto? Man, I, I don't. I I don't know. It had like all the potential in the world, and I don't want to say it was mismanagement because I really don't know. Um, I followed it for quite a while. As a matter of fact, 
when it got really, really big is I got in it when it was like on the downhill swing already. So I bought like this X factory HMC KTM. And then actually, I don't know if you remember it, but there was no supermoto race anymore. So I used to bring it to Savannah and I brought it to Savannah one time with cut slicks and um, the thing freaking eats, man. Actually, there's a funny picture of me with like Vandercoy when he's a pro sport. I think um, Shoemaker, maybe it's the old Savannah. And like, I actually, I did really good. And they were like, God damn, what the hell is that thing got? And I was like, well, it's, it's a crazy ass, crazy bike, but I think we got him back um, on. Rob. So uh, yeah. What's, what's the scoop of Supermoto, man? Why, why is it not a thing anymore? Like where did it go wrong? I guess. Oh shoot. That's a good question. I don't, I don't even know how to really to answer that. I just feel like, uh, like you said, it started, and it blew up really fast and got in the X Games and ESPN and <clears throat> had all these world-class riders, Jeff Ward, Mickey Diamond, all these top guys, Europeans, everyone could kind of – Scott Russell. I mean, you got a blend of everybody, Danny Eslick, Dragon Knee, backing it in. I mean, it was just just the ultimate thing. And then I just uh, – I think the timing with the recession and everything, because that was kind of when I turned professional 08, 09, and then the kind of recession, the game changed, and, and uh, I think it was just bad timing. And I think that – funding went road racing to be honest but uh who knows uh glad i got to catch the tail end of it and get to ride with some legends and just really learn my craft and see what it was like to ride with jeff ward and, and learn from those guys yeah yeah absolutely no it was cool to see man there was a lot of different riders that did it um congrats on the championship dude i was actually there i don't think i saw you but i was I was hanging out over by the uh, Moto America trailer and watching, watching it all unfold. And uh, obviously, for those listening, uh, Bagger title was on the line. Pretty much, you guys, I, I don't know the exact math. I think it was like four points, but you pretty much had to beat one another, vice versa, to to win the championship. Uh, Harley-Davidson versus Indian Motorcycle. It's kind of what we've all been wanting to see for a while. Come down to the last race, it's a rain race, which stressing me out watching watching baggers in the rain and i i didn't have any stake in the game i'm just sitting there watching with like chuck and richard and all the moto america guys and we're just like on our edge of our seats just waiting for waiting for chaos and i thought more guys honestly would have went down that that patch where cam peterson went down a super bike was slick and you were just man you were scooting through it every lap you got through that patch i'm like all right, he got through it. And then, uh, obviously, for those that were watching or weren't watching, Travis Wyman went down, and you had no idea. You kept – you were dicey still. Like, you almost pitched it off one time. After he fell, I'm yelling through the computer. I'm like, bro, he's down. Just just ride the fucking thing home. And, Relax. Uh, yeah, so talk about it, man. Uh, crazy race. Yeah, thank you. I mean, that's my whole career, basically – wrapped up into the nine laps for the main event just putting everything together those days when when no one's watching you're out there riding by yourself on slicks in the rain and just crashing and just learning and i mean <clears throat> it came down to the wire you know it's indian versus harley davidson and i mean the rivalry it's it's uh we were the underdogs for sure i mean they spent a lot of money trying to beat us this year and um 
they were able to react a little faster than we were this year on some stuff as far as developing the bike and then obviously unlimited testing. So those guys had six or eight two-day tests at New Jersey before we even showed up. And we were fortunate that we had one half day at a track day. So just kind of <clears throat> familiarize ourselves with the uh, the track. But, you know, when it was dry, it was uh, we had our work cut out for us. And um, But I knew that once the dash for cash went off and Bobby could run with those boys that, that I had something for him, even though I wasn't in the dash, um, we just didn't really get to ride together all weekend. So we didn't really, you know, understand where they were rolling around a little better than us and where our bike was stronger than theirs. And, um, you know, the race was, uh, I mean, bring it on, right. It's the same for everybody. The, the cream always rises to the top and I thrive in it. And I just, honestly whatever condition anytime any place this race you know and and i knew it was going to be technical and that track's one of the most technical tracks in the world to race on let alone ride on and uh you know i actually talked to cam right before i went out and i had no idea he even crashed cam peterson he's like yeah that patch over there you know so it was like you know there's there's years of experience like go fast where you need to go fast and go slow where you need to go slow the fastest guys in the world can only go so fast through a slow corner and just doing everything I could to get it up off the edge of the tire and get it pointed. And, and, uh, you know, the race, um, I'm in it, you know, me and Kyle, I got a, a pretty good, he motivates me. Let's just say that I want to beat him anytime I can. And, and even though I didn't have to beat him for the championship, uh, it was, you know, we had our own little race going and he was slowing me down to be honest. And I get it. He's trying to get his brother to latch back on and, and there's some team strategy involved there. And he was kind of going slower than we needed to in some, some corners to try to bottleneck us up. And, and my pit board, <clears throat> it read 10 out, but we're going 130 or 40 in the rain. And I read it as basically it's where our plus and minus on the pit board is as plus 1.0. That's what I was reading it as. <laughs> so I was thinking, okay, I got fucking 10 behind me, excuse my language right behind me. And, and, I'm just, I got to just keep the rhythm, keep the pace, keep the flow. And as the race went on, it got more and more treacherous. The flood, flood <clears throat> puddles were, you know, getting onto the track and we were hydroplaning and this and that. And at one point I said, all right, Kyle, I'm going to, I'm going to go win this motherfucker and get out of the way. And that's when I basically said, oh shit. Okay. Back her down. Just, you know, bring it home. You know, part of me wants to beat him and win a championship and went out but you know being able to just bring it home for the indian motorcycle sns team and mission foods everybody that supports us man it's like it's the best part of racing is being able to win it for your team i mean the pressure is a privilege right i mean they want to win just as bad as i do and i mean to be able to repay them for all the hours and sleepless nights and time away from their family man it feels amazing and and uh man i'm I'm ready for the next one. I'm, I'm already motivated. I'm fired up. I'm ready to go. I know the Harley Davidson's already, Kyle's already training and he's all fired up. So, I mean, it's just, it's a healthy rivalry. It's fun. I got nothing but respect for all the riders that race a bagger. I mean, there's nothing like it. And as you said, you know, we expected some more riders to crash, but if you look at the field, man, I mean, there's some talented riders, there's some depth. I mean, there's not as many bikes on the grid as we need, but I mean, everyone out there can ride for sure. So it was just, uh, yeah. it was a dream come true, man, for sure. Yeah, man. I mean, everybody kind of, <clears throat> I think at first, and I'll, I'll be perfectly honest with you, I think everybody kind of took that, 
I don't want to say as a joke. Don't take it, it. That's not the correct word. I just can't come up with a better word. But let's just say that like nobody thought it would get to the level it's at, and here we are now. I forget the time comparisons, but you as a writer, you've written just on everything. And I've written quite a few things, and I can tell you right now, like it doesn't make sense how fast you guys are pushing those baggers. And that, that I hope that makes sense for the people listening too, because they're like, oh, oh, well, this thing's got you know X amount of horsepower and they got Olin shocks, but it's like, man, there's so much more to it than that to make to hustle one of those bikes. Because I used to give you props all the time on how fast you could ride the XR 1200s, because I rode one of them, and God, it sucked. I mean, it was fun because yeah. everybody was on the same shit. Yeah. Yeah. Those baggers, you got that's another level of of badass. I mean, and and for those of people that are listening, like, no, it's not easy. I can tell you, I've not even sat on one before, but I can watch. And those guys are hustling things and they're sliding them around, and it's that's just incredible that you guys are able to go that fast on them. Yeah, I mean, I it's the it's the evolution, the progression of a of a rivalry and, and competition, and and you know, when you got a little carrot out there, you're gonna just go faster and faster and faster. And I think at BIR this year, there was kind of a a point where we're getting close to the <clears throat> pointy end of the stick as far as how fast we can really go with these. Because I I low sided and then try, Kyle high sided, you know. So we we're we're pushing the limit. We're about four seconds off three and a half four seconds four and a half seconds off at every race we go to with the super bikes with jake Gagne and then petrucci and like the fastest guys and i mean uh the i've so we'll, never put a motorcycle so powerful and strong in my life to be honest so for for those listening to like when he says four seconds a lap you know it's it say yes that's a long time but it's not a long time because in reality, they just need a little bit more. And you guys, in theory, not that you ever would, but you could just about make the percentage to grid up in Superbike. Like, of course, you, you're not going to be battling with Petrucci and, and Gagne and stuff, but the sheer fact that right now you could totally qualify for Supersport, right? Like, how oh, insane yeah. is that? They We're qualify for Superbike. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. That's what the people don't yeah. understand. Like, imagine you're on the grid. You're looking at all these, you know, factory Yamaha. You got Ducati World Superbike guys there, and all of a sudden, technically, you could see like one of the top three to five baggers qualified at the back at the back of the Superbike. But y'all would be right in the mix, like in the middle in Super Sport, which is insane. <laughs> Like yeah. an R6, imagine lined up next to an R6. You have a bike that's twice as big, twice as heavy almost, and you're still qualified against them. It's it's just it'd be like saying, "Hey man, I got my F250 in a NASCAR race." That's kind of how it is. You know what I mean? Like in yeah. a sense. Yeah. And it it's just unfathomable to me, and, and it's just more credit to you guys. Well, for I got a question around. actually, like, and that got me thinking. And for next year, I mean, looking at the last the last race of the year at Moto America, like you said, the grit the the depth of the grid is stacked. I mean, everybody on that, on the grid, they've won like at some level of pro racing on a different bike. Like you've had yeah. Fonger and you've had, um, sorry, you've had Bobby, yeah, Bobby Fong, Corey West. I think Taylor Knapp was out there. Michael Barnes, Eslick, Rispoli, uh, <laughs> dude, even the guys that, you know, finished toward the back, they're, they're, solid racers so anyway my question is did things get out of hand pretty quick with the baggers kind of like ron burgundy uh that, that escalated quick uh with how <laughs> fast <did>. these <laughs> how fast these things are what what are the rules going to be for next year because i've heard they're going to maybe look at changing some things up 
to where, because I, I heard Harley spent like $6 million last year trying to beat, beat you guys and Indian motorcycle. You guys have a solid effort, but it's not a $6 million a year effort. It's more humble. And it kind of, you two heavyweight teams just, you know, going at each other, it kind of levels the playing field out of reach for a lot of these other small teams and possibly manufacturers to even get involved. You know, what, what do you think of that? And will it change for next year? I mean, to be honest, our, our Indian challenger still has the DNA of a stock Indian challenger. Um, and I think the development of it is just progression. This is our fourth year. So, I mean, if you've got a guy that's coming to the racetrack, essentially he's going to be four years behind us. And, um, you know, the best part is, is that everything that we're developing SNS cycles and Indian motorcycle is makes the parts available. So, I mean, and it's progression of riding the bike as well. You know, it takes three or four years to figure out how to really ride it on the limit and understand what you're riding. Um, I wish the rules would stay the same. I feel like with the displacement advantage that Harley has, I wish that our bike could be a little bit lighter. Obviously, they can't make their bike any lighter because they have 700 cc's more than we do. Um, <clears throat> and they're essentially running a water-cooled 131. Um, and world championship, if you run a three-cylinder versus a four-cylinder back in the day, you can have a little weight advantage. Um, I don't think that we're really i mean it's a race that's open to it's like a super bike i mean this is really fun seeing how fast we can go i mean as far as the fans go and the like you said it blows your mind how fast we can go right so i mean i feel like we're just getting started and I don't really feel like we're at any disadvantage or advantage than anybody else. If, if you just understand what you're getting into, a lot of guys think you're drag racing and they want to make a bunch of power, but they don't get around the turns. I mean, that's kind of the bagger, you know, uh, we're changing the game is really what we've done as far as this whole new niche market wave of sport touring on a bagger. I mean, it's just this, um, I don't know what the rules are going to be. Um, they talked about going back to DOT tires. Uh, I think that would just cause more wrecks and more of a budget issue for people crashing. Um, they're talking about doing some sort of ECU something or rather, but I mean, you had five, six different winners and seven races on two different manufacturers. And, you know, there's definitely areas this year where, Harley responded a little faster and developed their bike a little better and their chassis. And, and we were, you know, a little more conservative and step-by-step step and, uh, but we found some stuff at the end of the year, but I feel like we're just getting started and <clears throat> really close to dominating for a really long time. Yeah. You know, it's, it's one thing I, I gotta, I want to follow that up, but at the same time, I want to, I want to change the subject a little bit to something a little more spicy, sure. but do you see so you're you're saying you you like to leave the rules the same and my only question from that outside looking in because yes you're exactly right you had a bunch of different winners um you do have two manufacturers i would like to see them open up i don't really know what other manufacturer would or could show any interest but let's just say for shits and giggles that you know um who's a big honda racing guy we'll just talk about uh al, al lamb say al lamb wants to come out and he's got yeah. a, a a honda something or other you know Maybe they're trying to chill with the rules a little bit because Harley sent six million. I mean, I don't know any other team, including yours, that's going to be like open checkbook. 
Yep. So maybe they're trying to entice some some lesser teams because it's great, freaking amazing racing. But at the same time, you know, you got like the top five or six that you know can win, but and then you got your other guys. Maybe they're trying to maybe just get it so the other guys have a more of a chance. But let's be real, like you know, if if I was a guy and another guy, I'm no matter what bike I've got or Harley budget, I'm not beating you. I'm not beating Bobby Fong. I'm not beating you know uh, the Wymans. I mean, it's just they're insane. All y'all are insanely fast. So. There's definitely two sides of that story, but moving on to get to spicy stuff, tell me about, because I loved it. I loved it, loved, loved it, and it was my home track till it, they don't race there anymore, but I want to hear your opinion on <laughs> your stiff arm on Michael Barnes, because I, I thought it was freaking hilarious, but he was not thrilled at the time. Are y'all, are y'all cool now? Back. Bringing it back. Oh, man. Yeah, oh, yeah. We got we to gotta dig yeah. up the spot. I'm like an old girlfriend, man. I'm going to bring yeah. up all your old dirt. Well, that that was the that was like uh, be, before this Super Hooligan Championship in Laguna Seca. That was the last down to the wire. Need to put it on pole. Need to lead the most laps. Get a point for pole. Lead the most laps. Win the race. No big deal. So I'm I'm uh, I'm battling with Barney. He was my teammate at the beginning of the year. And then he switched teams. He jumped around, and and then we kind of had this you know race for the championship. And and the, the last segment of the the track, I had this you know, in my back pocket, we'd roll around there in third gear. And then, well, I could, I could supermoto it and backshift to second, slide it in there and get right up underneath them and kind of in his pocket, you know, and it just came down to the wire and we were racing to the to dash to the finish and we were banging and leaning on each other. And, you know, we were, we were doing the dirt track. Hey, you know, put arm out all year and and just the timing and and my instinct and and uh you know you can't touch him it's a foul like michael jordan but anyway he played it off he made a big deal about <laughs> it i didn't take him out you know i could have ran his ass wide or you know i learned a lot from that that cost me a lot of money and um and and just uh we were rivals and didn't talk and i got a lot of hate mail and a bunch of bullshit for that but it's just racing and, <laughs> um but I wouldn't, I wouldn't change it. I wouldn't change it. It's made me who I am today. It fired me up. It's kept me motivated over the years and, and to be able to come back this year and win two championships and, and to be on the podium with him this year, win the championship. And basically, uh, you know, it's come full circle and, uh, keep your arms inside the vehicle at all times. Yes. <laughs> I mean, for those that don't know anybody, this was bad. What year was that roughly? Um, oh, I don't, I don't remember. It's been a minute now. 12, 14, something like that. Yeah, something like that. So the people listening, NOLA has this really cool track that they used to go to, but it was a little, a little rough because it was built on a swamp. But uh, the front straightaway, it's like what a f- full on like three quarters of a mile long. It's like six gear on anything you've got. But uh, coming out of the last corner to the checkers, uh, you kind of gave him a little, little arm, not a fist bump, but kind of a, a stiff arm, like a football stiff arm, a little bit. And man, Barney, he's, he's a funny guy, but he came unglued. And of course you're coming out of the championship, but the whole time I'm laughing, I'm like, damn, that's like some XR 100 gangster shit. And boy, he was not thrilled. Yeah. yeah, (laughs) So if anybody's looking, go back and watch that video. It's hilarious. And and no, no harm, no foul. There was no, you weren't trying to wreck him or nothing, but it was, it was playful. I thought, but yeah. Yeah. My, my, my Japanese mechanic was so pumped. He was like, his name is Mitsu. He goes, Tala, you are a warrior. I'm so proud of you. <laughs> I'm like, oh, fuck <laughs> he hands you a samurai sword. Uh, uh, Rob, where did you ride an XR1200 at? Um, I unsuccessfully raced at the Indy MotoGP 
Um, I don't even do? remember what place I got. I think I got like, huh? What place did you get? So, out of how uh, many? Out of how many? Place I had to go in... back and look. No, there was a shit. There was a shitload of racers there. It was Indy Motor GP, so everybody like I rode for Suburban Motors, and they had like forty-two people riding out of their tent one one weekend alone. Um, yeah. Man, you know what? Now, I don't even know how to go back and look it up. I didn't. I wasn't like in the hunt. I think Jeremy McWilliams and Eslick, uh, and I'm sure O'Hare was up there. Um, I don't remember if Fong raced I'm it, but curious. it was like everybody was in it. Huh? I'm curious what place you got because I did an XR 1200 race at. Uh, you did at Daytona. Daytona. So much easier than Indy. And I Daytona's finished, easy. I was like mid pack. So am I a better road racer um, than you? Is that where we're at right oh, now? Oh, for sure. Definitely. We should put money on it that you'd be better than me. I'm looking here. We should definitely even, put some money on it. To, well, no, this is already we already we already we've already done it. We don't need to do it. You're already going to get your dick knocked in the dirt in soccer. Don't bring up road racing. We can compare results here. Ah, uh, you're lucky. I can't let me find, find it. How do I even? What year was it? 2014. Tyler, you know what? Did you lap, Rob? What what, what lap did you lap? Uh, no, I did not get lap. <laughs> Actually, I didn't get lap. I think there's a red flag because two guys cartwheeled, cartwheeled yeah. like right in front of me. What year yeah. was that? It had to be fourteen or eleven. I mean, I gosh, it, no. it all. Together, I think it would, be, it would probably have been fourteen, maybe. Yeah, freaking um, Rick, I can't see it. Seven bikes there, and there was talented Stackfield with the Malaysian Moto Two and McWilliams. Oh, that's and, right. Yeah, Wyman yep. had that uh, Hazif or whatever Sahiran or whatever. Yeah, remember? Yeah, yeah. It wasn't. Um, I'm, I'm it wasn't eleven. It's had to be. 14 no 14 you guys didn't run indy it had to be 13 but those results aren't showing yeah so like for instance road america the first year we went to baggers on uh, road america we were seven seconds a lap faster than the xr 1200 and this was last year this wasn't this year and then this year we went to road america we were five seconds faster than we were last year to give you an idea how Damn. much gone than the xr that i don't put any limits on these baggers or any sort of you know, ideal lap time because honestly, I have no idea when I go to any track. But they're only showing the top ten, Rob, on this that I've seen. So you're a you weren't a top ten on, guy. Seeing here, <laughs> damn, I'm curious. Oh. I wasn't top ten either. I got, I think I got like fifteenth or four, but there was thirty people, like twenty nine people when I did it. Um, Back, yeah, I did. It, it was cool. Those bikes were it. fun. Um, so I did Daytona, and then I did. Uh, Tyler America. won this one over. Oh, Rap was there. I was like, who the hell else yep. used to go so fast on them fuckers? It was Rap. Yep. Oh, Car- yep. Manny Carlson went good. Shane Narbonne. Yep. Uh, Gage yep. McAllister. Michael Corbino. Yep. Remember Michael Beck? Where's all these people at? Corbino, he's in heaven. He passed away. Well, I knew that. I'm talking about Michael Beck. Yeah. I knew Corbino passed. Who the yeah. hell is Javier Saharin? He won the Indy dude, race. He's the dude, he at. was a MotoGP rider. He raced MotoGP. <laughs> really? Well, he won yeah. on a bagger. Yeah. So. yeah, that was so impressive because that, that took me two and a half, three years to figure out how to ride that thing on the limit. And he comes over, you know, grew up riding scooters or whatever in Malaysia. And he comes over and just figures it out in like one session. I was like, this guy can ride. So. uh how is the uh i got one more question and then i'll i just want to have a follow-up on a different topic and then i'll do we do the high low line i have a couple good ones for that but um kind of going back to the spicy questions man how is the rivalry with harley and indian like honest the you know honest like is it is it spicy or you got like are the crew members like you you said you have a good relationship with oh the man the brothers but i got 11th Corey. i got 11th Did you really that's not bad how, yep. how many people 
25, it looks like. Oh, you might. Yeah, 25. All right. That's not bad. All right. All right. I figured. Um, uh, actually, anyways. I beat Tyler O'Hara. He must have wrecked out. <laughs> he got 22nd. <laughs> yeah. uh, you, were you one of the red flags I was talking about? Hold on. Hold on. We need to figure this out. So. I think so. Um, that was day two. Yeah. It must have been, yeah, because I remember there was a great, like, dude, there was, like, parts was everywhere on the track. And, and, and bikes were going left and right. And yeah, that was, that was a shit show. Yeah. Hey, so, uh, anyway, Corey, yeah, yeah. 11. So, how is that rivalry with, with, you, with Harley actually, and Indian right now? Yeah, so, you know, it started out, you know, hey, this is cool. Let's, let's go race each other, and there's a mutual respect, and and you know once these guys start spending millions of dollars you know their jobs are on the line essentially you know if you don't win your fires from what i hear um on the other side of the fence um and i i you know it started out as you know okay we win and then and then they threw this huge budget in there and then i beat them the first day at the first race in atlanta when when their cfo and everybody from the office was there and i just shocked them and then that shit got real. And uh, so then <laughs> there it kind of escalated. And then, you know, Kyle, we're just different personalities. We're different people. I got a lot of respect for him. But he just, he motivates the hell out of me. Because I want to go beat him. I want to crush him. And that's just racers. And as you get better, he makes me better. I mean, I make him better, I'm sure. Because we want to beat each other. Um, and then you got the whole team behind you, too. That's, you know, you're the A rider and everyone's pushing for you to go win the thing and and uh you know i, I there's definitely some hurt feelings um and on the other side of the fence i mean i was watching a lot of rocky balboa versus the russian you know versus you know they got all the technical stuff and we're over here you know working our asses off and believe that we can do it and chop them down and um you know um kyle's a fierce competitor for sure i think he's my main competition um, you know, this year when he had a mechanical at Daytona, I knew that he was one of my main competitors and I kind of just raced every race and beat who I needed to. I didn't really, I knew the situation and yeah, it um, changes the whole dynamic of, of what yeah. you're doing. And I've, I've heard the argument like, Oh, he won this many races and Harley Davidson won that many races. But for anyone that's been in a, you know, you've, if you're in a championship race, like you don't have, why would you go out and do more than you have to do? Like, um, it changes the whole dynamic of what you're doing. So, yeah, I mean, if you had the race with nothing to lose, you know, any racer, you're going to rack up wins. It's, uh, if you've been in that situation. So, yeah, I mean that, that argument for me, I mean, people can sit there and that have never experienced it, but once you're in a championship battle and I've been on both sides of it where I'm chasing and where I'm maintaining and it's a different, it's a slightly different mindset, you know what I mean? So yeah i mean i think the main thing with the rivalry is the fans i mean the fans are so loyal to the brand enthusiastic about it and they're the ones that talk the most crap and it's usually to each other and there's the utmost respect mutual respect you know you got two american motorcycle manufacturers that are racing and making the bikes better and i get harley fans coming over and saying you know you know we appreciate what you guys are doing and vice versa and like um but obviously, yeah, the rivalry is real. It's it's elevated. There's money on the line. Our jobs are on the line. Guys are getting paid, and uh, and it's just a spirit of competition. You know, you want to win. So, 
you know, there's a lot of psychology and a little bit of uh, mind games that you're playing with these guys. And that started at BIR before the last race even started, you know, and the press conference on Thursday before we even got on the track. I mean, it's just, uh, it's fun. I'm enjoying the hell out of it. I love it. I absolutely love it. I think, I think it's great for everything. I mean, it's, it's one of those things where, you know, the, the, cream, the cream always rises to the top and, and taking nothing away from the Wyman brothers. Uh, you know, Kyle got unlucky and you were, you were there to pick up the pieces, so to speak. And, and the thing is like, I think it's so cool when championships come down to the wire, you might think differently, but you know, when we won their championship with Dalton, it came down to the last race and all he had to do was finish 14th. So completely different scenario, but at the same time, like he had to make the main and, and you, you knew what you had to do and who you had to beat. And, you know, Corey, you know what you got to do this weekend and then in Volusia. I mean, it's going to be tough. Jesse's not going to hand it to you. So from a personal standpoint, and a, and a, I'm a fan before anything else. Like, I just want to say I thought that was fucking awesome. I mean, you know, I, I don't care either way who would have won because I like you. I like Wyman. I don't really know Travis all that well. I know Kyle pretty well. But I was like, man, this is cool. I got two dudes that I like rooting for on two different brands. So I said, you can't, as a fan, you can't ask for much more than that, you know, in, in my opinion. I appreciate it. I really appreciate it. And, and, you know, we all grew up racing together and, and I, I have a lot of respect for Travis. He's a great kid. And, and at the end of the day, I just needed to beat him and, and, uh, I knew I could do it. And like you say, you got to do what you got to do to get the job done. And, and, yeah. uh, my whole thing was just enjoy it. I was so grateful for the opportunity and, and just enjoy it, embrace it. And, you know, the pressure's on them. They got to beat me, you know? So um, yeah, I know you're, yeah. I know you're planning on next year. So I'm assuming, I mean, are we allowed to announce or say like, you know, Tyler has a bag of ride for next year. I mean, you're champion. I would assume they would keep going, but That's you know, is that, <laughs> so, well, uh, but, my que- my next question, Rob's trying to get your ride, bro. He's trying to get your ride. No, no, I de- I'm not I promise you. My nuts are not that big. <laughs> my, I guess my follow-up question to that, and I'll shut the hell up is, uh, is there a future in bagger racing? Like, do you see is Indian, like has Indian said, Hey Tyler, you know, like we, we have a five-year plan or we have a three-year plan or, Hey, we won the championship. We're over it. You know I mean? I, I, what are, what have you heard yeah, that well, you're allowed to say? Big part of whatever the rules come up as, and it's kind of, you know, Harley's kind of dictating the rules a bit just because they're spending so much money. So there's a point where if they want to change the rules enough, we won't do it, uh, which is, Harley dictating know. the rules? Come on. I've never heard of such a thing. So, easy, yeah. boys. Easy. <laughs> We're trying to get hard. Oh, whatever, bro. It's, it's fine. Just joking. It's, it's, it's uh, you know, there's two manufacturers that want to race, and then they got a, a uh, Moto America trying to change the rules, and both sides are like, no, we don't want to do that. And I think they just leave them the way they are, and we go race the thing. But yeah, uh, no announcements yet. Um, I would say three to five years is, is a realistic on how long this rivalry could last. Um, with the bag going on race. for a hundred years, <laughs> I, yeah, no, but on a, on a, no, on I know this, what you mean, yeah. Uh, and yeah, we'll see. I don't have anything signed yet. Um, you know, obviously, my job is to win and win races, so hopefully, that you know hopefully i'll get a job next year uh, would you wait, take robbie saying, as your teammate? a chance would you take there's him as a saying teammate? there's a chance <laughs> <laughs> exactly. where does where does rob finish like <laughs> top I mean, 10 right top 10 all right you i like that i'll take i'll twins. take that top 10 i could twins, totally bro. what's up you can get top 10 and super twins too you can just be a big top 10 guy across the board 
pound for pound, baby. Man, I was just thinking the other day, too, when I was riding with Sammy. I'm like, man, if I could be in such a fat fuck, I could, like, I could bust out with Sammy for, like, 10 laps. I don't know if you saw the video. It was pretty fun. But, uh, but then it's like, after 10 laps, dude, I'm like, uh-oh. Uh oh, and I start like like oh, almost slammed into him. Like I couldn't stop, I couldn't hold on. So I just gotta quit. I just gotta quit eating so much. God dang, food's so good though. Hey Tyler, I food wanted to bring me. up your um, Atlanta TT last year. You got a wild card yeah. to uh, yeah. to race on the FTR 750, yeah. and a lot of people, flat track fans, they're not critical or anything, right? But they were super <laughs> critical of the decision to put you out there, and a lot of guys didn't know who you were. And I'm like, he's fast as shit he's uh he's done pro singles tt races you've had top fives you've fast qualified i think a race or two i was like whoa I whoa, bet- whoa 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 when is this let me know i need to know 2011 right 2011 what did we do? what did he do fast qualified at springfield yeah tt yeah TT. no shit i love that tt at springfield that was my favorite yeah uh, harvard, baker, harvard baker um I'm trying to think JD was JD there probably I mean it was stacked and I think you got fourth right fourth or fifth yeah yeah I'm but, going to look it up right now what year I, uh, that was my dream man growing up was XR 750 Scotty Parker the mile factory flat track I mean that's where I grew up posters on my wall and, and just like I know my niche is my front brake and that's my money maker and you guys can go left very fucking good excuse my language but you guys are the best and I feel like the TT is kind of the ultimate equalizer. And I know that you guys can flat track me. I know it. You guys, I, I, I'm not as good as I, you guys on the flat track. And, and for me, putting my deal together with SNS Cycles, Paul Langley, the first year riding the bagger, I didn't really know if I wanted to do it. So my leverage was, hey, you guys are running the flat, factory flat track program. Give me a wild card. I'll go race this bagger for you. And it was supposed to be Daytona TT. And uh, with some asphalt and a real right-hander and a front brake, and I felt like it was a supermoto race and that I'd have something for him. I felt like I could win. And uh, that was my opportunity, and I out-qualified Breyer in the second qualifying, even though the track went away. I was top four in the Twins. Uh, but I just didn't get enough track time or seat time to really get comfortable on the bike. And the way that Zanotti runs that thing, it is so stiff that it just beats you up and and I ran double duty that weekend. And just, I mean, to bring it home and to have fun and to be able to run that, have that opportunity, man. Like, just years of experience and, and everything, but then understanding the situation, I had a little leverage, and and I thought I could do some damage. And I went out and had some fun, man. No, I, you did good, dude. Like, yeah. I, I, w- great. I wouldn't have been surprised if you did better. And I actually went to bat for you. I don't know if you saw it, but I – I threw a little comment in there. I'm like, dude, he's going to be good. I mean, he definitely deserves to be out there and uh, he'll finish mid pack. Maybe, you know, on a good day, he could be top five. So, you know, it's, uh, but it's underrated too. how good, like you talk about the front brake stuff, but it's underrated how good the flat track guys, at least in the super twins class have gotten on the front brake. I mean, you look all the way back in the pack and everybody, you know, or not everybody, but there's a lot more people that are good on the front brake now where, you know, yep. 20, 30 years ago, you, you had one or two guys that dominated TTs, and now there's just – the guys are good. Like, you've gotten better. Yeah, not taking anything away, but to me it's kind of an equalizer. Because oh, I yeah, know yeah. going to the left and fucking pushing the front and sliding the rear, like I can do it, but you guys are better, and I know yeah. that. <laughs> yeah. 
So. Yeah, absolutely. No, man, it was cool to see. Um, trying to think here. I don't really have much else. Uh, I got the, our high low line. We do. Uh, you know what? Sponsor- Let's bring something back. Let's right, bring back. Ahead. Fuck Throw that guy. Fuck that guy. Yeah, no, we'll do that. Don't you think? Tyler would yeah. be perfect for that. Throw it in so there. Tyler, I don't know if you've listened to our segment, so I'm bringing it back on you. We have a thing called man, fuck that guy. So basically it's what racer, and it could actually, here's what's cool about Tyler. It could be a supermoto guy. It could be a flat track guy. It could be a road race guy, but it doesn't matter. Is there one guy that you're like, man, fuck him. Like no matter, even if you're faster than him or slower than him, or you always have a rivalry with him. Like, is there a guy that Tyler, you show up to and you're like, God damn it. Fuck that guy. Is there one? You want to get real spicy or what? Yeah, yeah, dude, we're always spicy, man. We're, like we're spicy pie. Dude, we're, we're gonna have we're Mexican, Mexican for lunch. Yeah, fuck that guy. Then we're thirty-three. Yeah, that's probably what I figured. Yeah, I like it. I like it. Yeah, Wait, I mean, thirty. Wyman. Who's thirty-three? Wyman. It's not Schnabel, bro. Oh, why? Well, he's he got number. Well, he doesn't have number one anymore. But okay, <laughs> cool. No, I like one. I like that. I love that because I'm trying to get Wyman on soon too. Like we need to get him on there and. Uh, and throw down with him too, but I, I like it. I like, so is it his riding style or just his personality or, or just the fact that he's your rival for, for a long time? Me and Travis are, we vibe. Me and Kyle, I like Kyle, but like when you go to the track and someone's fast and, and you know, you strive to be better, it's like a good fuck that guy, you know? But at the end of the day, I, like I want to. It's a respectful deal, a, but I get exactly. it. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and no, I, I get love it. it. I love it. Better that guy where I'm like, I oh, fuck that guy. I gotta kick his ass, you know, like you know, like it's. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we need to get Indian and Harley on the podcast, both I of mean, them. Be like, man, Harley says fuck Indian. Indian's like, man, fuck you too, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, to be honest, Travis and Kyle do have like we. I grew up flat tracking with both of those guys. Kyle was my age, and Travis is more Shana's age, and and I talked to uh, Kyle and Travis quite a bit when we were flat all flat tracking together. And then for whatever reason, when Kyle went road racing, he, we just didn't talk anymore. Um, but I, when I see Travis, he's always super, super cool and friendly. He went out of his way to say hi to me at VIR and Cody and the whole family. Yeah. But Kyle kind of just walks by and <laughs> doesn't say anything. puts his head down. So, oh, he cool guy. Uh, he, he cool, cool guy? me a little. Yeah, a little bit. It's fine. I mean, we don't, we weren't ever great friends, but, uh, yeah, I grew up racing Kyle. <laughs> we talked quite a bit and, yeah, he's a little bit more intense, maybe. Um, but Travis, yeah, Travis and Cody, the whole family, and even Kyle, like they're good people, man. But yeah, like you said, yeah. the vibe's a little different, and exactly, uh, we're just different. Yep, yep. Yeah. Which makes which makes me better and motivates me to go work my ass off, right? When I'm out there running, I'm going, "Hey, fuck that guy! I gotta go beat that guy!" You know, like, yeah, man. We need to get Tyler. Ty- is your home? Ty- are you still? You're based out of California, right? Am I right on that? California, born and bred, fourth generation, yes, sir. North Cal, right? Yeah, man, we got to get, yeah, we got to get Tyler over to Florida for either the Panhandle Clash or the Throwdown or oh, both. That'd be you know, sick. like, dude, I can, yeah. I can probably secure a ride if we can make that happen. We're gonna talk to him more because I, Tyler, we have Tyler. Indian motorcycle contingency at the Throwdown, and uh, Gary, Gary listens to the pod. He supports the Throwdown. We should, we got to get you on a. I don't know I, man, I, what, what what he doing. I, I, that podcast with gary and cody cop and frankie and uh i knew from the beginning when cody was on the show that when he turns his phone off at 7 p.m i knew he was going to be a champion i'm not i'm just saying like that's the difference that i actually made me a better rider this year is being able to turn all my social media off and really be disciplined with that and having a clear calm mind 
But anyway, I know Joe Cop as well. But Cody Cop, I listened to that whole Gary Gray podcast and the development of the 750, and that was some good stuff, man. So oh, anyway, appreciate yeah, appreciate um, it. Yeah, well, let's, I, let's bang out, man. Keep me posted. I'm a front break guy, so. Well, wow, maybe we could have a front break invitational Rob at uh at one of our races. You have a TT at yours. No, so. dude, it's 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 outlaw, man. He can run a front break if he wants to. I like front right, break whatever. on a on a short track. Whatever gets right, you there, man. Whatever gets you there. Yeah, I'd like to have yeah, you. We'll, but we'll make a provisional for him. <laughs> let's do this high low line. Um, basically a this or that question. Uh, the high low line. It's uh, presented by Mission Foods. Mission Foods, obviously, big supporters of what we're doing, big supporters of what you guys are doing over there with uh, the Bagger Racing Program and Indian Motorcycle. Uh, yeah, this or that, maybe a brief explanation of why you picked that. I have five of them here. So uh, you're picking one bike to go racing. Uh, you've had the m- most fun riding. Is it the Bagger? Is it the XR1200? It's probably a stupid question. Indian Challenger all day. Yeah, that's I figured. Oh, yeah, man. I need to get one. a Challenger, Rob. I'm... I think it'd be cool to just cruise around. I don't around. think you can hold one up. Uh, yeah, I could try. I don't know, yep. man. Like, you, I, you got a little bitty legs, dude. To do some sort of PR media thing and ride one of our bikes, you'd be freaking impressed how strong and fast they are. I mean, it's it's inc- it's insane. Okay, I'm in. All right, sign us <laughs> up. Is there a sidecar Indian? I don't know if there is, Rob. We should we should get Gary to get us a sidecar Indian motorcycle to cruise around Bike Week on, and we could just like Dude, cruise oh around God. and interview people in a side. Like you roll up and I interview like a biker on a sidecar, and just there's gotta oh, be a sidecar. Please, Gary Gray, make this happen. I don't know if sidecars are a thing anymore. Like it used to be a thing, but yeah. Anyway, no, because uh, everybody's going to trikes now. You gotta talk yeah. to Mister West about that. He's got a couple sidecars. Ooh. I'm in. All right. All right. I'm in. As long as I'm driving and Corey's in the drive. sidecar, I'm going to flip that bitch on two wheels. That's all right. That's <laughs> as long as it's all on right. camera. What's your next high low? Uh, Coors Light or Long Island Iced Tea? Coors Light. Coors Light. All right. Mm, nah, I don't like that one. Bud Light or Mark? <laughs> they both. All right. Uh, you're picking one track to go race: Daytona or Laguna. Laguna. Fuck. Come on. That's it. Mean, I loved it. I've won there four times, but Laguna, it's it's home it's track. Right up the road. Yeah, it's right up the road. Where are yeah. you at, North Cal? Are you Monterey? Like, are you? I'm an hour. I'm three hour. I'm like an hour north of San Francisco. Oh, so, you're like. Oh my God, you're in Oregon. Napa. Yeah. Yeah, Sonoma County. Sonoma Raceway is 40, 20 minutes from my house. So you're a wine Couple. guy. If I said Coors Light or wine, you'd probably go wine. You should have said a Pinot Grigio. Uh, Sammy Halbert drinking wine and cooking. That was a scary uh, video. That was scary. <laughs> I, had, I, had a, I had a nightmare after that, wearing a stupid cooking hat and shit. Um, racing a TT, you only get to keep one. You keep in a front brake or a rear brake? Front brake all day. Yeah, I figure and once you start talking about front brakes, I'm like, eh, I should probably change this question, but use the engine brake, rear brake. Roll with it. Yeah, it's true. Engine engine brake job. Um bar or uh yeah, barber this weekend, super bike. Uh, maybe two part question. Who do you want to win and who's gonna win? Gagne or Petrucci? I want Gagne to win because he's American. I love Petrucci. It's really hard not to like him, especially when you see him go about his business i love how he wears his heart on his sleeve he's so passionate i mean he's a ultimate professional he's italian he's he's uh i mean 
I would kind of like to see Gagne. I, I'm Gagne, but I respect Petrucci to the fullest for sure. Rob, fair. You, you got That's it. fair. No, I mean, I, I like that answer. I mean, oh, man. I, I mean, I got Gagne, dude. I mean, not just because he's American, but it, it's it's Barber. And, and, yeah, these guys are on another level as far as they can learn the track in, you know, the first five laps of the first session. And the Barber is going to be tough because for the rain's Petrucci all day. Well, see, like Petrucci, it's the closest track I think that's to like an actual GP track as far as like a proper circuit, we'll oh, call it, in my opinion. Yeah. So I think that that will be that's the best scenario. Like if it was say Mid Ohio, of course we don't go there, but or or it was one of the the little Roval type tracks. I think it'd be a different story, but the fact that it's Barber or if it was Coda, I think that that's going to be the telltale sign, like how quickly he adapts. Cause Tyler, you know, as well as I do Barber, there's, there's certain things about Barber too, that are little tricks here and there that, you know, you can, you can make up some time and do well on And Gagne is definitely going to have all the tricks, but uh, man, I, I don't have a preference. So I, I want to see just a really good knockdown slug fest between those two and, and, uh, you know, I wouldn't be upset to see Cam Peterson sneak in there and take a win away or, or Skultz. You know, I mean, I'm I, I'm not biased on that. I just want to see a good race because I, I really – I hate to say this. I don't really give a shit about it. I, I like watching good racing. Like, so yeah. it doesn't matter to me. 100%. All right, man. Well, thanks for taking the time to come on, dude. I'd love to – like I said, I'd love to see you at a, a flat track race here in the future. And we'll uh, we'll keep in contact. But, yeah, thanks for taking the time. And – Keep us posted on the plans for next season and hopefully get to see you. Are you guys going to run the one? I guess you don't really know exactly what you're doing, but are you going to, is that a Absolutely. thing in bagger racing? Yeah. Run, run the one. Yeah. Cause we didn't get to run it the first year we won it. Okay. So we're going to, we're going to run it for sure. Gold number oh, one. I love it. Are you going to run the American flag number one and just piss off all the Harley people? <laughs> no, we're going <laughs> to our own unique. Uh, I'm sure it's going to be gold king of the baggers love it dude thanks for uh well, thank you the time. guys get it good luck this weekend go get it done have fun enjoy it you know that's the best part it's when you ride good when you enjoy it absolutely, absolutely. man and I, I appreciate it It was good talking to you man it's been a, a good good fun podcast it's always good when they're fun all right man take care dude, take care have yep. a good day see you, dude yep see ya I mean, that's fun. He's a uh, people don't realize just how how talented he is because they're like, oh, it's a bagger, it's unique. But the dude's won on a lot of stuff, and he's very versatile. Like, he's I a mean, good guy, I'm man. I really like Tyler. He's a uh, he's like I've gone the bat. Like I've watched ever since I seen him ride. I think like Springfield when he fast qualified. I had no idea who he was. It was oh, like what year two, was that? It was a, I think it was 2011. It was he was like number 29 Y, and he was fast as shit, dude. And then he. You know, I think he did Salinas TT. He's done a, a handful of pro singles TTs where he's been up front. And then I obviously I raced him on the bag or not the baggers. Oh, I didn't really race him, but I rode the same class as him on the XR 1200. And he was winning those races. He's really like, he's great on everything, but he's really good at riding weird shit. <laughs> like, like unorthodox XR 1200 baggers. You could throw anybody on a bagger. Like you could throw anybody on a bagger that's a good road racer, and he's gonna be hard to beat. Like you take a great road racer and you throw him on that bagger, he's gonna be the guy. Like he's gonna be up front. You could throw Marquez, Rossi, and Pedrosa out there on baggers, and O'Hara's gonna give them a run for their money. Like that guy can just ride. Absolutely. 
ride that stuff. Sorry, my mic's being weird. Um, yeah, yeah, it's cool to have him on. Uh, that was a lot of good insight. Um, I got one more thing, Rob. Uh, we were gonna do the trivia thing with Keely, my sister. We did, did the one with my mom last week, but we're gonna wait another week. Um, we're gonna wait another week. We might have to tweak a few questions. I, some insider knowledge told me that she might have caught wind of the uh the questions we asked so she had some insider knowledge i guess i didn't think keely doesn't listen to the pod so i was like there's no way but she's got friends that listen to the pod and uh yeah she she knew the questions beforehand so i'm gonna slightly mix it up here and then we'll we'll uh we'll get her on the next pod but I did a hill, um i didn't do a hill climb i went to one of the pro hill climbs over the weekend rob and it was badass like way cooler than i thought it would be and it got yeah. me thinking, I wanted to ask you, who would make a good hill climb rider that is in flat track? Um, I I don't know if you've ever been to one. It's kind of gnarly. and I, was, I have not. It's, it's gnarly. Like, the hills are pretty big. The bikes are really fast. And it's kind of like full send up the freaking hill. Um, it gets cross ruddy. There's jumps. There's rocks. It's yeah, I, I thought maybe I would take a stab at it. I was like, eh, maybe I'll do one next year, but I have no interest actually in doing it. And I just, I was thinking, he's like, well, who could we get to do it? That who would be good at it? And I think somebody like Johnny Lewis would be really good at it or Briar. I think, yeah. Well, I think so. It's going to be somebody with a decent moto background also. Cause there, and I'm not saying you got to go clear a, a, a big old hundred foot triple or nothing like that, but just the, the body style and positioning, you look at a lot of old motocross or cross country type dudes. They, they excel in that, in that stuff too. So I would say Briar would be good at it. Um, as much as I hate to admit this, I'm sure Jared Mees would figure out a way to go fast. He'd probably have some, you know, who knows what he would do, but really good tire. He'd have a really good tire. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, you know, Dalton, he's tall and lanky and, and pretty good moto, pretty good in the woods type stuff. Yeah, uh, Dalton, Max Whale, I guess like Max Whale, yeah. Um, like that would be good. I mean, really, though, I think I think most of the flat trackers would adapt fine. I'm not going to say they go out and dominate, but I think that's who I all... saw there. Who? Tyler Scott. He was there watching. And uh-huh, I swear, yeah. And he had a winter throwdown tee on. It was perfect. I'm like, this is awesome, dude. Let me get your photo. So, um, can you imagine Tyler Scott on a freaking hill climb nitro bike? <laughs> oh my gosh. Yeah. Well, he'd, he'd be pissing off whoever the, the veterans are. You Records know, like... would be broken. Well, you don't race with other people. Well, there's like a one class where they race up the hill. It's called like Vertacross. That was sick. But typically you just do runs by yourself. But, um, no, nah, it was cool, man. I actually really enjoyed it. And, uh, yeah, it got me thinking, yeah, so Cedar Lake, dude, this weekend, I guess we can excited. quickly talk. I mean, the track looks good. I They um, got a bunch of rain last night, which made me very happy, too, because uh, I already got my uh, my video and pictures and everything, and it's going to be it's gonna be good, man. It's going to be a good track. Um, yeah. I'm yeah, really excited because it's always an unknown when we go somewhere we've never been before, but looking at what I've seen so far right now, I think that uh, it's going to be your traditional uh, slicked-off car track. Um but it looks like the dirt's really, really, really good there. I don't know uh, if they just brought in good dirt or if it's just naturally good there. I don't know. But uh, I know the uh, AFT guys have been working it for the last day and a half, two days or so. Because um, they just raced there, I think, last Saturday. Yeah, so, um, yeah, I saw a I'm, video. I'm, yeah, it looked yep, cool. I'm really excited. I'm excited. I think uh, I think it's going to be some 
some good race. I mean, we know the singles class is going to be insane. Um, every, every class really is cool because the singles class doesn't really have, uh, I mean, yeah, the championship's still open, but let's be real. You know, Cody just, I think he only has to finish like top 10 in the next couple of races or something. He's got it locked or some, something silly like that. But um, production and super is, is definitely going to come down to the wire. I'm excited. Yeah. And super twins has, they have a double header and we're running a couple of different classes. It'll be cool. I, I, it's pretty far up there in Wisconsin. It's almost to Minnesota and yeah, it'll be good. I'm excited. New racetrack. I always like going to new racetrack. It kind of evens things up a little bit. No one has set up notes and just kind of depends on what rider adapts the quickest. So yeah, it looks good. I'm looking forward to going up there. It's going to be a little chilly. So I gotta, someone's like, I got to pack my winter coat. I'm like, relax. It's like, it's 48 degrees. It ain't that cool, but it'll be uh, on the chilly side. And yeah, looking forward to that. I was not going to bring it up because you slightly forgot about it, but dude, I got sucked in. It was uh, about a week ago. I got sucked into a social media oh, yeah. argument. I got sucked right well, on in and, and you were there to capital capitalize on it so no i wasn't capitalized on anything i was just uh, excited to see it because the uh the hypocrisy was uh, was perfect yeah not hypocrite. you're not a you're not a hypocrite but it is funny how it went down because there's certain things that that has Corey's trigger buttons pushed and uh it definitely got pushed a little bit and it's the same thing though guys i know y'all y'all listening and and stuff it's like come on guys quit there's dudes that are like, oh, well, you know, this is exactly what she needs. Like, yeah, man, okay, you're from your forum and your pictures and watching on Fans Choice, you know more than Dave Z or, you know, Jake Johnson is helping her out too. Like, like guys, just, just sit down. They've tried stuff. They are still trying stuff. They're not giving up on her. But at the same time, it's like, oh, man, he needs, you know, if she just had, you know, three quarters of an inch and, and two clicks of rebound, that would solve everything. And it's like, we went oh, from, like, uh, it was a picture of Shayna and I commented like something subtle, like, three, two, one, go keyboard experts. And I, I, I logged on and it, it just clicked up. Like I was the first one to say anything. And I was like, had a little, I was a lot of coffee that morning. I was feeling wiry and I, I commented and then I get back on. Right. So I get back on like a half hour later and I have these notifications and it went from that to a random dude telling me that, I bitch too much about track prep on the podcast, which yeah, fair maybe, but not fair. Cause I feel like, you know, like I said, we've had a lot of crummy tracks and just like, it's, you know, it's a podcast. We're just chatting. Well, about it's, it. yeah, it's your it's fucking all... pod. You can talk about whatever the hell you want to <laughs> talk about. So, like if you don't, yeah, if you want to make your own pod and say, this is the not talking about this pod or, or oh. they can feel free to make your own pod. That's called, we hate Shana. I don't give a shit, but yeah, if you yeah, say I mean, something yeah. stupid, you're going to get called out on it. So it went from that to track prep to me hating fans. Like it just, it just spiraled out of control. I'm like, Oh, I hate I love it. No, I guess that's, I guess that's a thing. I don't know. So anyway, yeah, it was, uh, it was interesting. It sucked me in, but I thought it, I'd bring it up cause you, uh, you were going to hold me accountable anyway. So I just, uh, yeah, I guess one one argument for me to every hundred for you is a decent ratio. It's probably one to a hundred, maybe one to fifty. But every once in a while, I feel sporty. Maybe in my old age, I'll come on and I'll talk about how much better everything was in my day. Um, it's kind of funny because a lot of the guys that do that, 
they're my age or they've raced in my era. And I'm like, eh, it wasn't that much better. It wasn't like in some aspects it was better, but well, in, in other aspects, like none of us were making money 10 years ago. So no, and you still raced tracks that were shitty. Like it wasn't like, it, I don't know, man, people... trucks weren't that bad. Like trucks were shitty in different ways back then. I think like some people think, yeah, it was just different. Um, but no, like, track bad track prep goes back to the beginning like i've seen track prep days like i've seen videos in the 90s where spring or not springer um car parker and all those guys moorhead they just sat out they didn't race yeah that's what i'm saying nobody has fuck it we're not racing so when's the last time real quick i'm gonna interrupt the shit out of you but when's the last time we've had flat trackers that were like you know what we're not the only thing I can think of. I think it was was it 2018 or 2019. We had a like a pit meeting. I say we. I was just kind of looking in on the outside. I think it was, I and like everybody was ready to like <laughs> kill Michael Locke, and he's like on his own, and there's like a racer group surrounding him. But in the in the grand scheme of things, let me just be real for a second. We can pull up pictures from every single season. I guarantee you, from the beginning of flat track. And point out, oh well, there's a little one-line dry slick track, or or there's a rough track with holes in it, or or that track is rough because it rained the night before, like pouring down rain. Like, did you ever like, see I the video? It. it was like a cushion mile, and guys were pulling in during the race frequently in a 25 lap race. They had a um, a shield wiper guy. So during the race on a mile, granted, they were pulling in to the inside of the front straightaway. And there were guys wiping off their shields. Like the track was no. that bad, that shitty. I got to find the video. I've posted it before. And there's literally, there was like a dozen people standing on the inside of the track, wiping off their shields. And then they were taking off and racing again. Can you imagine if we had to do that now? How, how just, it would explode. I mean, With temperament this is, is it- different. What generation is this? Are we talking? Is this like in the eighties, seventies, the nineties? Like late eighties, early nineties. I want to think it's in the eighties. If somebody's listening, um, reach out to me and remind me. Ronnie Jen, I should hit up Ronnie. He would know, but because I think I asked him about it or Chris. <laughs> he and was, Ronnie and Chris were probably racing there. <laughs> Ronnie and Chris were already veterans in the eighties. They were. No, I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> Ronnie is a Ronnie's a bad dude. Actually, shout out to Ronnie Jones, man. He's oh, dude, he's so awesome, and he's just a nice guy. He's a good dude, man. Like, and he's, man, he's he's, he's raced Mert Lawwell all the way up to Dallas Daniels. Like, that dude, guy, he raced me at the Throwdown last year or the year before on a Bull Taco. He was going. So, we had a good little battle, but he was racing and riding that thing so hard. He, I think he broke either the swing arm or the frame where the swing arm goes. Like, the dude is like, what is he like, 60, 50 something, and he's still like. And I'm not saying I'm like the fastest guy out there. But I go on pretty good on a bull taco, and he's just giving me the business. And then like I pull in, I'm like, hey, that was awesome and fun. Where what happened? You know, did it blow up or something? Like, no, no, I cracked the frame or swing. I'm sure he'll tell us exactly what happened. But track prep, man, like, they need to like, get the track prep figured out. <laughs> that Shitty fucking track guy prep. that promotes that track, God. He just takes uh, all Jared Mee's money and leaves. Yeah, uh, we got a grader this year, and we got some few a few new things. Uh, I got him. It's gonna excited to announce about Winter Throwdown that I'm gonna throw out there. That dude, you need to hurry up there because I gotta take a big old morning dump. I'm morning. sorry for everybody listening, 12 20. but twelve twenty. Dude, it's eleven twenty here, and I stop everything I'm doing to get on this podcast. So you're gonna need to. All right. Yeah, I think give that's a wrap. Permission slip. Yeah, I appreciate everybody for listening. Um, <laughs> 
Rob said a few curse words, so apologize for the. Um, Can you do you have a way to look word. and see who like unfollows us or whatever? I'm curious on like if the cursing thing is losing listeners or if the ones we lose. <laughs> it we did. Just make he up. said he wasn't listening anymore because you said a bad word, bro. You're. Well, I'm just curious though. Is there people. a way for us to see like so and so actually has unfollowed us? I have too much shit going on. The really, I mean, I care. It's I don't want to lose listeners, but. I, I'm not going to do it at the sacrifice of changing what we do and the authenticity, 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 authenticity of what we're doing, like with what we have. So yeah, if you don't want to listen, it's cool, but I'm not going to fucking change what we're doing. No. It's fun. We like doing this and it's just, yeah. honestly, it's more than a hobby, obviously than anything else. We just, we enjoy doing it, but uh, yeah, we got some big plans moving forward. We're going to, Keep it going. Thanks for listeners. Thanks to Robbie for taking time out of his busy day at D&D Cycles to be on the pod. And yeah, make sure you listen. Um, SoundCloud, iTunes, Spotify. Shout out to the sponsors, Mission Foods, Bell Power Sports, Yamaha Motorsports, Indian Motorcycle, Moto America, Dunlop Motorcycle Tires, Jerry Stinchfield at Roof Systems, Manscaped. Use the code TANKSLAP20 for 20% off and free shipping. All right, Rob. Well, I'll catch you up in uh, Wisconsin this weekend, dude. We'll and... see you there. Yeah, can't wait I'll... to talk. Are you working? Um, not. A f- I mean, yes and no. Um, before we go, can you fill us in on like your your employment this year? I I did have a few questions, and I'm gonna throw yeah, it I'm out. Good. What's yeah. up? No, you're good. What's ask, What's ask going on, away. dude? I'm an open book. Well, you're not open with book. Ask obviously, away. you were Turner, and now you're with First Impressions, and What's what's uh, no, the I'm not right now. Are you a, are you a free agent? Or? Yes, I'm a free agent. Um, so yeah, I love working with Turner. A uh, great guy, great team owner. Um, unfortunately, a couple guys on the team. Um, and we're not going to get into specifics, but I just had a massive uh, disagreement with certain aspects of uh, of things within the team. Um, got nothing but positive things to say. Um, Mike's a good dude, good team owner, very passionate, but couple guys on the payroll will, will say uh just i feel like they, they did me a little bit dirty so i you know before it got too serious and before i got kicked out of aft i was just like you know what this is a change i need to make and love dalton to death and i obviously still wish every rider on that team nothing but the best i think they got three of the best dudes out there um but uh in a springfield the coast kind of talked to me and we went back and forth and i was like yeah i'll come out and help you out buddy i'll be there either way and then at wisconsin um, I'm working with something else I can't announce just yet. You'll see me there um, for practice Friday. And then I got a little, a couple potential things working for, for Saturday. But I'm, uh, I'm actually enjoying myself at the track. But, uh, but yeah, you'll see me uh, in 23 at the track pretty much full time either way. But uh, all right, so just we're not going to announce out. that yeah, just yeah. yet. Just didn't work out. Yeah, yeah, you know how it is, man. Just yeah, there's certain people good. you just, yeah. Yeah. So shout out but, to yeah. uh, Mike Turner, actually, too. He reached out about the last pod and he's getting mama Kim a, a shirt and a hat. So, uh, Oh dude, I love there. it. He's I love it. Shirt and hat, so and yeah. that's, that's one uh, of the things I love about Turner, man. He's just like, he's so passionate and exciting and fun. And I was like, you know what? I, nothing else would make him happy to see in Corey Texter and Shana's mom wearing a Honda <laughs> shirt. Cause neither one of her kids ride a Honda. So Mike, you know how Mike is, yeah. he, you cut Mike bleeds red like everybody else. But if you examine his blood under a microscope, it's got little Honda wings on it. So, yeah, I don't um, give Mama Kim free shirts. I, she's got to pay for she's got to pay for merch. So um, and yeah. shipping. Your mom pays shipping too, doesn't she? 
Yeah, well, I'll deliver it, but I charge her for shipping. So she'll pay yeah. the shipping and then I just I just deliver it. So I shave on I save on the shipping, but she pays for it. Love so. it. Of course. Yeah. That's your mom. She she can hook you up. She's got money. Yeah. Yeah. That's what I, I always pull the, um, like I didn't, uh, I didn't like, I paid for my own college pretty much. So I never like had to go to her for college money. So I always bring that up. Like, mom, just get me it. Like I didn't, you didn't have to pay for my college. Like I didn't go to prom. You didn't have to pay for any of that shit. So you could get a date for prom. Uh, yeah, it's probably part partial. I was five foot tall when I was a senior in high school. There weren't many five foot tall chicks that could take me to prom. So I was, uh, especially yeah. when they wear their heels, huh? They would have been like, oh, uh, it was middle school dances, man. It was, it was tough times for me, but dude, I was, I was up to their, <laughs> up to their, uh, well, imagine how Sammy and B Smith feel about that. You know, they were in the same boat. Well, that's why I was cool going flat track. And then as I got older, I'm like, well, everybody's short. So I'm actually not that short anymore. So it's actually worked you know, out it's well. weird. I don't know, man. Like with Max, Cody, Dalton, like, the tides are changing, man. Maybe we need some tall, lanky ass dudes because those three are doing, and Briar, obviously, who can forget Briar? Like when well, like, you got Evan Renshaw, he just turned fifteen and he's like six foot two. I mean, it's I don't yeah. get it. Um, I don't get it. Landon, cool. um, another Is amateur rookie moving up. Dude, he's like he's taller than me and Ronnie. I remember when he was on a fifty like a couple weeks ago, and now he's on a four fifty. And yeah, they're um, still little bitches. It's weird. Cody and I know, Evan, yeah, they all they're all they all suck. Yeah. Yeah, they're all they skinny, little, skinny little twerps. But, yeah, well, let's move forward, and we'll see you guys in Wisconsin. Thanks for listening in, and until the next one, we out.